guys, Alex Davis here. Thank you so much for joining me on the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast, where we are going to give a gospel defense against false beliefs. We are here so that we can defend the gospel of Christ. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I'm having a blast and it is fun. So we are going to defend the faith together so that we might go and share the gospel. Join me. Happy Friday, friends. I'm really excited to be talking with you guys today about this false teaching of following your own truth, your own truth. It is your truth and my truth. This is a very strange and difficult false teaching to discern. It's very prevalent in our lives today, in our churches in and outside of the churches as well. And I really want to talk to you guys about this today. So let's just get started and let's just dive right in. So I first want to read a little bit from one of my favorite authors and women of the faith, Allie Beth Stuckey. She is literally phenomenal. I feel like I have talked about her almost every episode, if not every episode, the last few. So I'm going to be reading from her book, You're Not Enough, and That's Okay, where she talks a little bit about following this your own truth ideal. So here is from her book. Following God means embracing a love not for your own truth, but for objective truth. We look to the Bible as the steady standard of right and wrong, but Without a belief in God as the final moral authority, people are left to their own devices to determine good versus bad. And if, as the cult of self-affirmation dictates, we are all our own gods, who's to say whose moral code is enforceable? As you can tell, this kind of moral subjectivism sounds like confusion and chaos. That's because it is. Q. Cancel culture. So if we read further, she really talks about This ideal that we are not enough and we cannot live by our own truths in order to gain anything lasting. Living by our own truths can be seen in this culture as a couple of these quotes. So I'm going to read a few quotes to you. Find your truth and then live it. Some people are living the illusions of others instead of living the truth of themselves. Tune into your truth. Live it. Breathe it. Beam it. Follow you, your intense obsessions, mercilessly. No one saves us but ourselves. No one can and no one may. We ourselves must walk the path. That last one was Buddha. So this ideal and mindset solely comes for benefiting oneself. It doesn't have to do with helping others, showing light on others' lives, bringing hope into their lives. It's all about living your own truth. What is best for you might not be best for them, and that's okay, is this ideal. This is scary, and this is very harmful, as we've discussed in almost every episode about a different teaching that doesn't need to be existent. And why is this scary? It's scary because truth is not subjective, like Ali said. 
Truth is lasting. Truth is permanent. It does not waver. As Christians, we should each have the opportunity to stand on the truth that God does not change in the midst of this bustling world. And while we're conquering and going through obstacles and paving through our careers and walking in our callings, we need to know what we're thirsting for, craving for. And that is God. Inwardly, that missing puzzle piece in our hearts, in our souls, is Christ. And yet, people seem to think that if they walk in their own truth, they can discern what that craving is, what that need, the soul-aching need is. So, how can we combat these ideals with Scripture? We can combat these lies in, with Scripture in a few different verses. So I'm going to be reading quite a few. In Genesis 6, 5, it says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of human heart was only evil all the time. Genesis 6, 5. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Galatians 5, 16 through 17. To focus our minds on the human nature leads to death, but to focus our minds on the Spirit leads to life and peace. Romans 8, 6. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. Even laughter, the heart may ache, and rejoicing may end in grief. Proverbs 14, 12 through 23. And lastly, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Proverbs 28, 26. So what is the pattern that we see in these verses? We see a pattern that human thought, human mind, Human ideals are not lasting. They do not keep one from falling. They do not keep one from sinning. They do not keep one from making mistakes. Whoever trusts in this mind of a mere human walks not in wisdom, but in foolishness. I've been talking this week and these last couple of weeks, I've had a Bible study with a couple of my girlfriends at my apartment at 6.30 a.m., and it's so sweet. And we've been talking about how, as Christians, we deem as foolish to the world. And it's so true. You know, these, I, these beliefs and these actual, real, sustainable truths of the Word of God, that is God-breathed, will deem us foolish in the world because as you we were discussing Second Corinthians or First Corinthians chapter two, the word of God is evaluated, and the prophecies that were given in the Old Testament came to pass in the New Testament, and the Holy Spirit evaluates these these words and the truths as they came into being through the word of God and through the prophecies being spoken into existence and through pastors and preachers 
and through us as evangelists and disciples for Christ, the Holy Spirit works through us and evaluates the word as it comes through us and works in us. This does not mean that the truth that we speak from the Holy Spirit through God is our own doing. It is the doing of God. And where our world is losing sight and an understanding and not standing firm is in this idea that they can have their own way to live a lasting life. When in reality, if they live in their own way, they will fall even harder and they will not have a lasting life. Life will be miserable and painful and they will live in eternity in hell if they don't get the opportunity to turn to the Savior. Versus we get to also live this life full of joy and flooded with blessings, but also in the midst of suffering and pain where we might be persecuted for our beliefs as well. You know, this idea really struck, strikes a nerve with me. It's, it's frustrating because I know I probably followed some of these thoughts and belief patterns in the past, but this has to stop now and we have to know how to defend the gospel, guys. So I urge you, write down and go back to some of those verses. Go look them up. Read some of them in context. Always reading in context is extremely beneficial. And I just hope that you walk in God confidence this week in the understanding that you have access to scripture and you can defend the gospel. This is a really cool opportunity that we have every day, especially in the midst of this crazy pandemic time. This is a really amazing way to spread the gospel. So I cannot wait to talk with you guys next week. Talk to you next Friday. Contact me below if you want to hear me talk about anything specific. Love you.